Hello and welcome to the Three Inning Save podcast. We're back. I am slowly returning to a normal life. Uh, if uh, you did not hear the previous episode, my uh, son was born premature. He's home. Things are slowly, re- you know, as normal as uh, having a newborn in the house can be. But still, I'm at home and should be able to get back to doing this Dodgers thing on on the weekly. Hi, Eric. That's right. Hello. Yeah, happy to have you back. Uh, should be a fun podcast. I as the, the our last episode, I have a lot to catch you up on. Um, but yeah, and speaking, I have watched yeah. basically the same amount. I did watch a decent amount of the Yankees series, and which is uh, the first series after we got home. So, which makes sense. Uh, but I'm uh, been kind of in the dark other than that. So I'm excited to, to hear about it. Speaking of new, um, the Dodgers do have a, uh, a child, as they say, uh, relative to his peers. And Bobby Miller has been their best pitcher. So we'll talk a lot about him. And yeah. And then, you know, questions from Craig after this. All right. Yeah. You know, just catch catch me up. Hmm. Hmm. So the Dodgers game by play, game every inning. The Dodgers play in the National League West. Oh, <laughs> Uh, well, West, you say? <laughs> Baseball has divisions now? National League best. Yeah. Shut uh, up. Subreddit. Is it? Uh, no. Well. Uh, no, it might be, yeah. They're, they're doing okay. Well, some <laughs> some teams are. <laughs> um, we'll talk about that later, I'm sure. Um, so, pitching, I think, has stood out as being like the – like a glaring weakness for the Dodgers this year. Uh, part of its injuries, we've, we've talked about this uh, a lot. Um, th- so they've allowed 4.6 runs a game. Now the league average is 4.54. So that's bad. Like they're 18th in the majors. Now it is bad. And But to tell you like where they're coming from, like the Dodgers in the last six years have never finished worse than second in the majors in runs allowed. <laughs> Uh, they've led the National League all six of those years. So um, this is a huge departure for them. Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. Um, now, Bobby and Miller. You tell yeah. me if it's otherwise, but from what I've noticed, it's kind of all over, too. It's not like, it's, oh, like, you know, you get these X relievers or this one starter out. Maybe there is one starter contributing a good deal. <laughs> but yeah, Very much so. For the most part, there's, there's a lot of um, holes and weak spots, it seems like. And it's all intertwined, and they reached a a spot like maybe about three, four weeks ago now where everything came to a head where, you know, the relievers were bad pretty much from the jump, like as a whole, like, you know, just as a group. And the starters were keeping them afloat. Um, And then the starters started not pitching as well and getting hurt. (laughs) Like so, And so they got this weird combination of, um, putting too much strain on the bullpen, which made them worse, and then having to fill innings just frantically, and the starters were worse. And so it was this weird cycle that they they have kind of not really gotten out of just yet, although Mil- Bobby Miller is going a long way in doing this. But, yeah, so, um, you know, Gavin Stone was the first um, – of the, the prospects, you know, the, to come up this year. And he made his major league debut. He made three starts. Um, like all of them went south on him. And, you know, he had like one bad inning and it just ballooned. That happens. Like sometimes you, you're, you're going to have spots like that. And it just, he just couldn't get out of it. 
Um, I was going to ask, well, well, did you watch the, um, the Sunday morning Peacock game uh, against the Rays the day before Memorial Day? Uh, no, that was a, okay. uh, yeah, no. Okay. <laughs> that was an 8.30 Pacific time I remember start. checking my phone, I think, yeah. at like 11 a.m. my time to see when the game started and it had started. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Peacock has this deal where they have an exclusive window for the first like two hours on Sunday. I don't think, I think games are not allowed to start before uh, 1.30 Eastern time. Uh, on Sunday, except for the Peacock game. Um, and th- so that had the combination of the weird, it's, I mean, it's literally, it's in the AM on the East coast when it starts. Right. So it's early. Um, but it also had the, the distinction of being just like an, an insane, crazy game. That was the, uh, um, Gavin Stone's last start as of now with the Dodgers. Like he, <laughs> he, he allowed, uh, six runs in the second inning, 10 hits, uh, in two innings, seven runs, that game was, uh, and and also it was the Dodgers tied it within like uh, two innings, I believe. <laughs> that game was eleven to ten. Like it was just an, a wild back and forth affair. Um, so th- that sort of, you know, the Dodgers were three and three that week. They were three and three this last week. The week before, they were three and four when they were sort of starting this very like almost a death spiral. That was the week Urias and uh, Dustin May got hurt. Um, and they had the extra inning game. And so everything was coming together. So like they've kind of been treading water. Bobby Miller has helped keep them afloat. So he's had like this, like the one inning in each of his three starts where things like could have gotten bad. Um, he, in, in Atlanta, which was his major league debut, it was the first inning. Uh, he ended up allowing a run in that inning, but sort of got out of it, uh, threw a lot of fastballs early, went away from the fastball later, uh, got better, got stronger as the game went on, ended up giving up a run in five innings, and he won. Uh, then the next start against the Nationals, uh, he had one sort of, you know, again, bad inning. I think he gave up three hits, limited the damage to one run. That was the only run he gave up. He pitched six innings in that one. And that's the other thing. So um, since he's come up, or I think I think even a little bit before that, in the Dodgers' last like 22 games, uh, he's the only pitcher with two six-inning starts right now. So on the entire staff, uh, the other six innings was on Sunday against the Yankees, which I believe you watched or at least most of. He needed 27 pitches to get out of the first inning. He walked two, but he also struck out three. Um, he ended up going six scoreless. He struck out seven. And like we were talking about a little before we came on, he's, he's pitched so well that the, the question wasn't like, Oh, wow. How is he doing this? It's more, Oh, they're taking him out after six innings. You know, like that's how he's like immediately sort of vaulted into that territory right now. So 17 innings, two runs, 16 strikeouts. He's been excellent. I believe Dave Roberts, I didn't, I didn't ended up, I didn't end up pulling audio for this, but uh, he said, uh, I can't say enough about what Bobby's done for us. Uh, I mean, he's been great. Like, uh, yeah. Did you, were, did you able to, you were able to watch the Sunday start, right? Most of it, yeah. Yeah. I think I watched the first four innings and then the last two with sort of baby time in between. Yeah. So, the, on, so on one hand, right, he he's the, Miller's the top Dodgers pitching prospect, right? He came into the season 
uh, rated as such, like uh, rated somewhere around like a, I forget his average. It was like 23 ish on like uh, um, across most of the national sites, like in ter- in terms of MLB prospects. Um, and that, that sort of put him, I did a post on this in the off season. Um, that was sort of where Dustin May and Walker Bueller were heading mm-hmm. into their, like the last time they were prospects. And so, and obviously Bueller has been like an established like postseason ace and all that may has been really good. Like obviously injury plagued at this point, but really good when he's active. So like, that's, that's a pretty good track to be on. Right. Like, but the thing is, um, also, it's easy to see why he's really good. He throws a hundred. Uh, he has like five pitches he can use. Two of them are fastballs, but like uh, he's six five, prototypical like workhorse style yeah. pitcher. <laughs> but he also like he didn't really put up gaudy numbers, right? He had like a four twenty five ERA last year in Double A AA and Triple A combined. Like Gavin Stone was one forty eight, you know, and, and striking out more than than Miller. He's obviously smaller, um, but. Um, also, Miller this year didn't pitch all of spring training because of shoulder soreness. So um, his first game in Oklahoma City was April 29th, so a delayed start day of the season. He had a 565 ERA in four starts in AAA before coming up, and then all of a sudden he's he's this good, <laughs> this fast. So, like, I don't know, man. Like, it's on one hand, you sort of expect it because he, he's a highly regarded prospect, but also he's it's he's really come through. Like, I at this point, like, even if he like um, regresses a little bit, which he's obviously going to, he's still been like good enough to where he's very obviously someone who should be in the rotation at this point. Um, I guess I didn't I didn't really put this in the show notes, but this week is going to be sort of important on that because uh, Julio Urias uh, is going to be back probably in the Philadelphia series, which is next weekend or this coming weekend. Um, he's throwing a simulated game in Cincinnati on Tuesday, facing Dodgers hitters for like three to four innings. And then if all goes well on that, he's going to start against the Phillies. So uh, this weekend, uh, Noah Syndergaard uh, with his six-something ERA is pitching Wednesday in Cincinnati. He has been bad a lot. Um, Michael Grove came back from the injured list. He looked pretty good on Saturday, also gave up two two two-run home runs. So you know, sort of up and down there. Um, he is in the rotation right now. Obviously, Bobby, Bobby Miller, Dave Roberts did say he's making his next start. So he's going to start one of the Phillies games. We know that. So it, it really be- comes down to if Urias is back, are they going to just option Grove or, you know, either dump Syndergaard to the bullpen or DFA him or, you know, figure out uh, which part of the back he has tightness in, or that kind of a thing. Like, who knows? But like that that that, that decision's coming soon-ish. But I think uh, Miller's pitched well enough to where he sort of avoided uh, being a part of that for now because he's been so good. Well, I'm I'm excited more and like. <sighs> Yes, the sort of silver lining is they have a bevy of good options to change him. You know, there's a lot of uh, there's some options for Urias to take place that kind of no matter how he comes back will be an immediate upgrade. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, exactly right. Like, well, even even Urias replacing the bad Urias uh, for for a, a decent portion. Like he has a four something ERA in his ten starts. Like he was very homer prone. 
Um, so we'll see, we'll see what's going to happen there. Um, we talked a little bit about like just the overall pitching staff, but like the bullpen has also been bad, but I will say one pattern that has emerged is like Evan Phillips, Bruiser Gratterall and Caleb Ferguson have all been really good, which is weird to say because they also all gave up runs on Sunday night against the Yankees in the game. The Dodgers lost. It was scoreless before the seventh. And, uh, yeah, but like even even with that, uh, all three of their ERAs are between uh, 182 and 214. Their FIPS are between 259 and 306. They've combined for a 198 ERA in 68 and a third innings with 72 strikeouts and only 16 walks. All three of them have saved multiple games. It sort of allowed um, Dave Roberts to use Phillips in more of a fireman role, which has been what he's mostly been like. Obviously, like last year, Craig Kimbrell was the the closer for the good portion of the season, and so you know he he got a lot of the putting out, uh, you know, stopping rallies earlier in the game. He he's been used a lot uh, in that role recently too. Uh, he saved games as well. He leads the team in saves. But in the last week, uh, he entered with two on, two outs in the seventh in one game to get out of a jam. He entered in a tie in the eighth on Sunday. Uh, two weeks ago in Atlanta, in a Gavin Stone start, he entered in the fifth inning because the game was in the balance there. So, like, and then the Dodgers sort of maneuvered their way to that. So, mm-hmm. it's very interesting to see how that those guys get used. But the problem is, it's hard getting uh, people to consistently be good beyond those three. <laughs> like Yancy Almonte, very shaky, but he's been really good of late. Like his last five-ish outings. Um, but yeah, like, so that'll be something to watch too, going forward. Like how do they sort of, um, how do they sort of solve that? <laughs> so who knows? Well, I guess maybe getting, getting Urias back, maybe getting a little more consistency from the starters in terms of pitching deeper. That'll probably, there's almost I, no way they have to go after a pitcher at the, the deadline, right? It's almost impossible not to yeah. like, like they, they also like, the Dodgers, like, double-A Tulsa pitching is, like, ridiculous right right now. Now, not to say that they're going to necessarily call any of these guys up to the majors. They, they could, but, like, I don't think that's their plan A. Like, you know, like, Emmett Sheehan has been, like, great uh, for double-A Tulsa. It's honestly surprising he's not in triple-A by now. He's... He's second in the majors or second in the minors, excuse me, in the strikeout. <laughs> and the guy ahead of him uh, made his major league debut on Monday for the Reds, Andrew Abbott. Um, so they're both two, two, 2021 draftees, by the way. Um, so um, Landon Knack has also been pitching really well and, and probably um, like a, a decent candidate to be someone who could potentially start. They have some other guys too, but like, yeah, I, I don't know. Like Ryan Pepio is still like an after the All Star break thing. Like there's there's no obvious internal solution. Like uh, Dustin May. Yeah, I don't think you can play the like just let everyone get healthy game right, again. Right. <laughs> yeah. Dustin May's like a maybe later this year. Like, yeah. <laughs> but, but definitely not someone you count on. Same with like obviously Walker Bueller, who's very aggressive and thinking yes. about September first. <laughs> but like, yeah. So like I think almost certainly they're going to be going after pitching uh probably multiple forms like you know yeah. starter reliever 
even because like they still have all these guys on the 60 day injured list who could potentially be back in the bullpen um at some point like daniel hudson is getting closer to like throwing again um so at least he's back on the radar of sorts but like even then it's like who knows how long these guys are going to take now the saving grace is while the pitching has been pretty bad the offense has kind of swept a lot of that under the rug Mm -hmm. uh, because they've been great uh so freddie freeman he was named uh player of the month in may um he just excellent. He set Dodgers records uh, during that month with 17 doubles and 24 extra base hits. Now, this is not my trivia question for you, but it is a question for you. Sure. Uh, do you know who leads the National League in slugging percentage at this moment? Um, is it a Dodger? Uh, I decline to answer <laughs> that. Uh, I don't know. J.D. Martinez. It is J.D. Martinez. Hey, look at that. Uh, He's slugging 612. 612. <laughs> uh, I believe uh, Aaron Judge is the only one higher in the majors. Um, he is a monstrous human. He hits <laughs> balls hard. Um, so Martinez has 14 home runs this season, one more than he hit all of last season. I don't know. We're recording this on June 5th, by the way. There's still about four months left in the season. Um, so that's pretty good, I think. Uh, he's been hitting the ball so hard that even when he makes an out, it's like no – uh, noteworthy. Uh, Martinez, he hit what looked like be a sure double on Saturday to right field, and the, the aforementioned giant human uh, Aaron Judge uh, made a fantastic catch at the wall, and he barreled into the fence so hard that it, I, I watched some of the ESPN game, yeah. and they uh, re- they you know were fine to interrupt baseball to tell me that. <laughs> I saw okay, so he he dented the bullpen gate mm. and dislodged it going into the thing. I didn't see it, but I looked up at some point I, on the broadcast because the TVs are on in the press box, and they I, they had like Eduardo Perez and them out yeah. there like at the gate, like that. I thought that that had to be a kind of a neat segment, wasn't it? Like or, it was, or was but it? it literally missed an out of the game and threatened oh, on missing two. It went a okay, long time. Like it did. I'm like, oh, this is cute, and it went way longer than it needed to do. <laughs> that, okay, I didn't realize that. That's bad. But yeah, but so so since returning from the injured list, that, that, so that was an out. Like, it was like, uh, I, I think that, uh, you know, not that this is be all end all, but Statcast I think had his expected batting average is eight ninety on that on that hit. And, but anyway, uh, since returning from the injured list uh, with the lower back tightness, Martinez has ten home runs and twenty six RBIs in only twenty one games. So he's been he's been excellent. Um, he's one of four Dodgers regulars with a. 140 WRC plus or higher. Max Muncy, who had a strong April, slumped in May, been so-so, but like he's at 127 on the season. So that's that's like obviously five really good hitters. Like James Outman has has struggled badly since April, but he's at 111 on the season. Miguel Vargas is 106. Chris Taylor, even after a terrible start, is at 100 WRC plus, and he's been sort of uh, mostly crushing lefties. Jason Hayward and David Peralta uh, have have carved out like nice uh, roles for themselves, batting almost exclusively against right-handers. Um, I did I did not realize this till the other day, and then I we I we ended up talking to Dave Roberts about it a little on the weekend. Um, so this year, Jason Hayward has batted six times against lefties. Uh, David Peralta seven times against lefties. <laughs> uh, I so they have really made that their role. 
And so I was asking Roberts about it the other day. And I was like, how do you get that buy-in? Because they're veterans, you know, it's maybe it's harder. And he goes, I just, I just tell them to look at the back of their baseball card. And so we had this sort of fun back and forth. First of all, like what baseball cards have splits on them, you know, like that kind of thing. But um, but then uh I brought up, I was like, because you had other guys like Jock Peterson, and, and immediately Roberts bristled because he went through the wars with Jock Peterson trying to you know, hey, you're a platoon guy. No, I'm not. Yes, you are. You know, you're, you know, but it, it, Dave was having fun with it too. He was, he, he was like, um, um, what did he say? Uh, he said, yeah, again, back of the baseball card, which is funny, but also, um, he's like, at, at one point, like, you know, you realize that I'm protecting them <laughs> from the left handers. And, you know, no one comes up to me later and says, hey, Dave, you were right. You know, that kind of a thing. It was, it was pretty funny. But, They've both been good, um, especially of late. Like Peralta struggled in April, but in May he was really good. So like those guys are all hitting. So basically they have a lineup that is on most. I guess you know Miguel Rojas obviously not not hitting, but like he's the only like true, um, like you know below average hitter. I guess when Austin Barnes catches too, but like it they they have very few holes in the lineup most nights and they're that's that's sort of helping them too the other thing so Johnny DeLuca uh got the call up Sunday he's going to make his major league debut against the Reds at some point he's starting Wednesday against a lefty um he might play Tuesday who knows like in, in some capacity but it's remarkable because he was in double a three weeks ago so like he he was he was doing really well um 25th round pick in 2019 out of Oregon. Uh, he grew up in Agora Hills. Uh, it's like, you know, 35 miles away from Dodger Stadium. He went to Dodger games. He talked about going to see uh, Clayton Kershaw pitch when he was a kid. And uh, yep. he said Kershaw was the first guy that met him in the clubhouse on Sunday morning. So that was pretty fun. Um, so he's going to play a lot against lefties, I think. And he could get a decent runway because he's here because uh, Trace Thompson screen is oblique and he's going to miss at least a month. Terrible timing for him. Um, he was obviously struggling, struggling badly most of the year. He, he set an LA Dodgers record by going over 39, but then he snapped it in that uh, you should have been, you should have woke up early to watch the Peacock game because he went, he <laughs> had three hits and a walk, including a home run in that game to snap the skid. And he reached base six times and eight time eight uh, trips to the plate after that streak. So, yeah, uh, it was it was a good little stretch for him. Uh, but yeah, just the just terrible timing because you know you, you'd think you want to get the rebound streak out of, out of after that, but he's not going to be able to because he's going to be hurt for a while. However, um, <laughs> so we talked a little bit about some of the Dodgers' hottest hitters. One of them is Freddie Freeman. He hit four hundred. 462, 762 in 132 plate appearances in May. He's one of only five Dodgers this century to hit 400 in a month with at least 100 plate appearances. The 20th and 21st century. Hmm. No. Who are the other four players? All right. So while I think about this, do you mean the last 100 years? Oh, no. Um, You mean in the... Oh, okay. I have to change some Sorry. of my guesses then. Uh, <laughs> I was going to pull up some old names. That's exciting. Uh, I, did you? Uh, we'll, we'll talk afterwards. Exactly. I'm going to think about this. We're going to we're going to have a chat. We're going to figure it out. Oh, I'm yeah. going to get at least uh, one name right. Maybe we'll see after this. 
name the four non-Freddie Freeman batters to hit 400 a month in the uh, year that starts with a two. That's right. Uh, and how many, said, how many did it, it over the last 100 years? My first interpretation of this question. Uh, so it happened 44 times, okay. or I guess 43 before Freeman. So. Got it. All right. All right. Uh, 2000s. Uh, Cody Bellinger. Bellinger was, why doesn't it come up? Yeah, Bellinger was the last one to do it in uh, April 2019. That was the start of his MVP season. He hit, uh, obviously included some a few games in March. But uh, 431 with 14 home runs in April. It was a hell of a start to his uh, hell of a season. Uh, Manny Ramirez. Manny Ramirez famously was a, a house of fire when he came to yep. the Dodgers at the trade deadline in 2008. So his first month with the Dodgers was August 20, 2008 when he hit 415, uh, 508, 736. Uh, yeah, in uh, 29 games. Nine home runs for him that one. Adrian Beltre. Uh, Beltre did not do it. <sighs> okay. Um, Justin Turner. Justin Turner did do it in August 2018. Uh, 402, uh, 491-722. Um, yeah, did really well. Um, <laughs> that's where I have Pedro you're, 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 you're nailing this. Uh, uh, well, I will say... Pedro Guerrero did it twice in 1987 <laughs> alone. Um, uh, Sean Green. Um, Sean Green did not do it. Oh, man. Um, I'm out of odds. Guesses. Uh, Want me to give you the year? Um, sure. 2013. Nope. That, <laughs> that kind of black. Um, you, want, you want another hint? Sure. It was this player's first month. Oh, Puig. Yep. Okay. June 2013, 4.36 <laughs> in 107 plate appearances. Uh, turns out he was pretty decent. Yep. Oh, that's um, good. I did, I'm happy. I'm happy. We, we were joking about this off air, but um, because uh, most of these trivia questions, you can always answer Zach Weed in some form. <laughs> yeah. uh, if you go back far enough, Zach Weed actually did this four times. The first was in July 1918. He also did it in 1924 in hey. May and then 1925 in both August and September. So. He, he would have been a guest. I did have to like kind of remember. I'm like, is this is he just out of this century or the last hundred years? Uh, yeah. The other uh, uh, I had Gil Hodges down. Um, Gil Hodges did not. OK. And then I had uh, Wes Parker down. Wes Parker did it once. Yes. Wow. <laughs> July 1970. <laughs> Yeah, nice. Cool. I'm trying, I'm trying to let's look. I, I just want to look for one thing before we move on. Oh, wow. So the highest average in a hundred plate appearance month for a Dodger, it goes all the way back. Um, 459 by Willie Davis in 1969. I, I'm pretty sure that was during his I, I believe 31 um, game hitting streak. I believe, uh, is, is a Davis on there. <laughs> was uh, gonna be, yeah. yeah, that's funny. Um, all right. You 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 nailed that one. That's you did excellent. Um, yeah, you ready? Sure. All right, because it's time for questions from Craig. You ready for some trivia for you? Will you yeah. do as well as I did? We'll see. No. <laughs> Freddie Freeman. Hey, same lean in. 
uh, well, sort of, has ha- <clears throat> has hit 302 career home runs, and J.D. Martinez now has 296 career home runs. So it made me think, where do they fit on various leaderboards? So this week's trivia is about active leaders in various stats. Oh, no. Right. <laughs> sure. Can't say Zach Wheat. Yeah, Freeman is good. ninth in the active home runs leaderboard. Can Eric name at least five other of the eight players ahead of Freeman? Okay. So I'm going to say Nelson Cruz. Yep. Number two on this list. Edwin Encarnacion. Uh, uh, no. I'm like triple checking. I wonder if he's like, maybe he's not with a team or something this year. Um, that might be. So, um, okay. Uh, Paul Goldschmidt. Yep, 325. Nolan, He's Nolan Arenado. You've named the two right above Freddie Freeman with 390 uh-huh. 325. Okay, so I said Nelson Cruz first, right? You did. So you have three. And second? Oh, uh, Miguel Cabrera. There you go. So you only yeah. need one more name. Um, some some gimmies out there. You can do this. Yeah. Oh, uh, Mike Trout. Yep. Want to keep um, going? I've satisfied. Yeah, but I, three I, more names. I want, yeah, I want, this is like I've I've reached the genius level on yeah. spelling bee, and I want to get to queen bee. Uh, <laughs> so one name should be easy, I think. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess I'm just not. may have uh, just seen this player yesterday. Oh, he might have yeah. hit a home run. Giancar- in Giancarlo Stanton. Yeah. Yes. The oh, other, man, he, he is, he, he's, his home runs are awesome. Yes. They're just, <laughs> just, they're just so great. Like, yeah. Him um, and Otani just have those like, oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Let me, let me try to think of the other two. So with 300 home runs, um, I'm just sort of mentally trying to cycle through some good players, but like others who are good. I'll say one of these is a debatable, but probable hall of famer. And the other is, um, probably not. Um, okay. What is Joey Votto? Does he have that saying when we might see tomorrow? Yeah. 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 Yeah, It's Joey Votto. Um, and then, okay. So the, the the other other, one, um, I don't know if you'll get, it's obviously a name you've heard of, just not someone I, I think I, I realized had that runs, but you're smarter than me. So, um, I don't know about that. Um, so, <laughs> oh God. Um, I'm trying to think of like my head, like aging slugger. Um, that's a good, good way to think yeah. of this player. <laughs> right. Right. But I, it's just like, it, it's hard. Okay. In the NL West. Currently. In the NL West. And currently. Oh, 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 um, Evan Longoria. Yes. There you go. Nice. All right. Freeman is fourth on the on the active run score list with 1,135 oh. runs scored. There are 13 oof, other active players who have crossed home run, crossed home plate 900 more times. Can Eric name six of those players? All right, let's go back to the well for a little bit here um, with with Paul Goldschmidt and Nolan Arenado. Um, Paul Goldschmidt. Yes, this is a lot of names for me to look at. Um, Arenado is not on this list. Really, man, the Cause, so because he's like at te- he he. I know he had like he's at ten years of like. Um, I mean, I think he missed it by one, but essentially ten years of thirty and a hundred. I mean, it does kind of make sense just because like he's 
uh, hit in the heart of that Rockies lineup that it did not usually have a lot of tail into it. Coors or not. But like, you just by by osmosis. I'm just let you know. Uh, I'm going to give you. I'm going to cheat and give you one name. Charlie Blackman is on this list barely, and he let off so many of those. Sure. Years, so okay, but he also hasn't played. Uh, but yeah, I get it. Yeah. Um, right. um, so uh, Miguel Cabrera, <laughs> what nine oh one? Considering how uh, I was thinking about this now. Yeah, uh, he's, um, he's up there. Yeah. More <laughs> one thousand five hundred thirty-four. He's a good player. <laughs> um, uh, Mike Trout. Uh, yes, one thousand eighty-eight. Um. Okay, now it gets into the like. Oh, okay. So, so oh, Andrew McCutcheon. Andrew McCutcheon, number two on this. Well, it's. Nice. Uh, just, I just want to point out Andrew McCutcheon second on this list with one thousand one hundred forty-seven. Whatever that is, almost four hundred behind Miguel Cabrera. <laughs> That's <laughs> unreal. Uh, I, the only reason I I thought of him because I think he's closing. Freddie Freeman's close-ish. Like within twenty, I think of two thousand hits. McCutcheon uh, entered Monday three hits shy, so like mm. he's gonna. That's good. Um, that's me stalling. Um, what do I need? Like two more or something? Uh, you, you <laughs> one you to name six. You've gotten the uh, Cabrera. I think, I think I'm three more. five. No four. Yeah, because I didn't. I've gotten four right. Sure. Cabrera, Goldsprit, Trout. Um, I think McCutcheon. that's it. No, McCutcheon, really? yes, yes, you've gotten four. You need two more. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Um, all right. Um, runs, runs, runs. Um, someone who... Oh, Joey Votto. Joey Votto, uh, number three on the list. Um, okay, here's a, here's a wild card. What about Elvis Andrus? Number eight on the list. All right, I, I, th- I think I'm going to tap out of that. Cause got um, I'm just going to... Yeah. Cabrera, McCutcheon, Votto, Freeman, Cruz, Mike Trout, yeah. Paul Goldschmidt, Andrus, Longoria again, yeah. uh, Altuve, Carlos Santana, yeah. Carlos Santana. Nice. I almost said Carlos. <laughs> I, I almost I almost said it for home runs. I would have been my next guess on home runs. Uh, yeah. Bryce Harper, Mookie Betts, Charlie Blackman. No, okay, nice, Mookie, nice. Uh, Freeman is one of three current Dodgers with an eight seventy OPS. Um, with a minimum of 3,000 plate appearances. Can Eric name the other two Dodgers and name the top three active OPS leaders? Okay, so I'm my I was a little confused. I'm assuming Craig means career numbers, not all with the Dodgers, right? That has to yes, be like, yes. Okay, so definitely Mookie Betts is one. Yes, 889. And then so now it's now it's the it's uh, trying to think. So let me just. I will let you know that neither Dodger is in the top three. So these are five names you're going for. Sure. Um, so the other Dodger I'm going to try to hit first. I'm just trying to doing some mental math here. 18, 19, full. 21, 22, full. Welcome to the Herrick Says Numbers podcast. Yeah. <laughs> 20, so, oh, man. So this is going to be, I don't, I don't think... I will say I was going to say Max. I don't think Max Muncie has three thousand plate appearances, and I'm not. He's probably close. So I guess I guess I would guess um, JD Martinez eight seventy four. Okay. Um, no. So now I think the leader is Mike Trout. Yep, nine ninety six. Uh, and then it's probably. Um, 
uh, Bryce Harper. <laughs> yeah, Bryce Harper is fifth with nine twelve. Oh, uh, who else am I missing? Uh, you're missing oh. number two and number three of uh, all active OPS leaders. Oh, what was Bryce Harper? Uh, Bryce Harper was nine twelve. What number? Nine twelve. Oh, sorry, fifth. I see nine twelve. Uh, what about what about Joey Votto? Number three, nine twenty six. Uh, and Trout's like in the thousands or uh, uh, nine ninety six, just barely oh, missing loser. it. Loser. Um, <laughs> oh uh, wait, what about Miguel Cabrera? Uh, no, nine oh four for Cabrera. Amazing though, over like. So we're gonna see Votto tomorrow, and we might have seen this other player not yesterday, but the day before, maybe crashing into a wall. He has three thousand plate appearances. Uh, All right, three thousand three hundred seventy four. Yeah. Nine nine eighty three, number two on the list. Uh, Paul oh, Goldschmidt really rounds out the top five. Oh, that makes sense. I'm going to just double check something before we move on. Okay. Um, okay. So Max Muncy's career OPS is 829, and he 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 has 2945 plate appearances. Okay. So falling short on both counts. Just wanted to double check. I know you're going to love this one. Freeman is not close to the top ten active triples leaderboard. However, oh. current Dodger team teammate is on that list. Can Eric name the Dodger and the two? Two top active triples hitters. I'm going oh. to go ahead and get. If you get both triple hitters without missing uh-huh. three, come up with your prize. I'll, I'll, I'll give it to you. <laughs> so uh, my my first thought was it almost has to be Chris Taylor um, uh, for the Dodger. It's not, and I'm but, but so, I'm still trying to figure out. It is not Chris. I have found the active Dodger. On the, I have a, I have oh, a list no. of fifteen names, so I had to scan real quick. Okay, so then, oh, man. So then I'm thinking it might – wait, is it Mookie Betts? It is not Mookie Betts. Okay, so now I'm in a – oh, so then the only thing I would think as a wild card, is it David Peralta? It is David Peralta. <laughs> nice. Half which were against the Dodgers probably. Yeah, and so now I need the top two active and again, triples. And again, I have a prize on the line for you. I don't know what it is, but I feel I'm confident. Trying, <laughs> I'm trying to think of like – who hits triples? Yeah, like, that's the thing. Like, and and plus, like the league, like last year, Gavin Lux tied for the National League lead with seven. Right. So, um, okay, to give you, I'm going to give you a bone here and let you know that. Like, go away before. Okay. Me, I got. I got to guess. My um, my thought process on this, since you also mentioned him earlier, uh, and he plays in Coors, I'm going to say Charlie Blackman, number one probably. on the list. Okay. Okay. Go and go, go ahead with. What you I was mean. gonna say to let you know the fifteenth name on the list is Trey Turner, who would have been near uh, the top of my guest list. Yeah. Okay. How how many triples does Blackman have? Sixty. Does he, Sixty. Good lord. Um. Okay. Um. Triples, triples, triples. Um. But also someone who just hits a lot of doubles who's fast. Um. Charlie Blackman. What about um, no? There's not really. Oh, this is this is agonizing for the listener. Um, this player, I'm gonna start giving you hints. I'm still gonna leave the present line. This player's on base is 309 career. Their OPS plus is 99. Okay, so it's not. I actually, when when you said, I was going to say Billy Hamilton, but he can't have a yeah, exactly. Uh, um, he, he is on this list, eleventh with yeah. thirty nine, but yet is not Billy Hamilton. Okay, so six or sixty is is Blackman, but someone below that. Um, 
Um, I don't want to take up too much time, but I'm trying to trying to guess someone who could have done it. Uh, yeah, I. I'm just going to say Andrew McCutcheon. I don't know. McCutcheon high on the list. Uh, six with 49. Kevin yeah. Kiermeyer. Wow. Yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, huh. <laughs> that's, that's shocking. What, a, what an interesting list of names. Uh, Starling Marte is next, and then Mike Trout and Elvis wow. Andrus. Marte should have come to the line yet. <laughs> Although he's lost his speed like this now, like <sighs> wild. That was fun. That triple leaderboard was that, fun. That was, that was a nice little diversion. Now at the 60-game mark, the Dodgers' wins total and offense are comparable to recent seasons. However, their pitching totals and rate sets are not. Is this just a matter of guys on the team performing better, or should Adam Freeman pick up the phone now to get something done in June? No, no, no. No, no, no. Now, we've we've talked about this a little bit, but this is an interesting question. Do you wait for the deadline and kind of let your internal options percolate figure out what's what before you really strike or do you do you is it do they need to move now i think they should move at the earliest possible time and this is this is definitely an area where the expanded playoffs really kind of mess with things because yeah. there's just not a lot of obvious sellers <laughs> oakland but what are that, you <laughs> right that's and nobody wants any of their pictures and that's the thing like you you have teams like that probably aren't willing to sell so early, you know, like that, that makes it really tough. So, um, I I just, I don't know, like in theory, it makes sense to be like, we're going to do this in June instead of, you know, August 1st or whatever. But like, it, it's just really hard. I think for some teams to do it, I, I know that everyone's sort of circling the, on the white Sox, like figuring out like, uh, you know, Tim Anderson for like if the Dodgers want to do shortstop or one of their pitchers or whatever. But like at, at some point, like where, so they're the, the White Sox are 26 and 35, but they're also only five and a half games out of first because Minnesota is the only team above 500 in that division. So like, yeah, it's just hard right now, like to, uh, to sort of line up with, with teams that are, that are sort of willing to trade, maybe they can, uh, maybe they trade uh, for Josiah Gray and get him back from the Nationals and see how that works. No, I don't know. Like, um, yeah, uh, I, I think I think they're just the, their mo is has been to to sort of ride it out for a little bit and then figure it out. But I, so I I would not expect them. And to make you know, there have been exceptions to that. Like uh, the Manny Machado trade comes to mind. I know it wasn't in June, but like the it was sort of writing on that wall. Both on like the need of a shortstop and that Machado was available, and it just seemed to fit where it did come earlier than the deadline. Yeah. So, yeah, two weeks, about two weeks earlier. Yeah. Of the surprise teams this season, which ones will still be in a playoff spot at the All Star break? Baltimore, Texas, or Arizona? Um, okay, so I'll just give my answers first, just because I, I took some notes earlier, just to to give a, give us an idea where they are. I think it's going to be, um the Rangers and the Diamondbacks. Uh, uh, I also, yeah. yeah. No, the, the, um, mine's the same. Uh, honestly, like, hold on. It will still mm-hmm. be in a play. All three, hundred percent. Okay. And so like, I was, cause the playoff spot by the all-star break, like they're, they are, they're good teams. Maybe they're not going to be 
in say division contention by the year the end of the year but i think all three not only at the three, i think all three make the playoffs period so i i agree with you in general i will say the only reason i didn't pick baltimore is because i think their starting pitching isn't as good sure and they're in a tough spot oh so as a, before we get to, just on the Diamondbacks, so the Diamondbacks are actually tied with the Dodgers right now in the National League West, thirty-five and twenty-five, um, and the currently the wild card teams uh, in the um, in the National League are the Dodgers because Arizona has the tiebreaker. Obviously, the season's not over now, but um, and then the Pirates and the Marlins. So, if you look at the teams that like should be contending the Mets are 30 and 30 the Padres are 27 and 32 the Phillies are 27 and 32 entering Monday um so like the the Diamondbacks have a a little ways to fall to the good teams until they're out of playoff spots so I think they're by all-star game which is like uh five weeks from now like they can hold that like Mm -hmm. um so I think I'm I'm probably with you. I th- I think they're they're probably playing good enough to to like still. Hang you know, around. kudos to Arizona. That was a team yeah. that looked aimless like th- three years ago. Yeah, uh, there it's a lot of young guys uh, and uh, some good pitching too. Like, yeah, they're, and it's, they're, it's they're, like I, they were like I never like had wanted to root for. They just didn't seem like a fun yeah. team. And they seem like a really fun team now. So kudos to good, good for fans of the Diamondbacks. So I, I the, my reasoning against the Orioles, I, the Rangers are in a better spot. Like they're three and a half games up on the Astros in the in the AL West. Um, but the, so the Orioles have the third best record in the uh, American League, but also are four games behind the Rays in their own division. But so one of the central teams has to make the playoffs, so that that cuts off part of the, the twins have the seventh best record in the al so the other team two so the yankees and blue jays who are in third and fourth place in the al east are sort of nipping on uh the orioles heels so the yankees are two behind the orioles the blue jays are um what is this four, four and a half behind them so and then the astros are there too so like They'd have to fall behind, you know. I guess two of those, like to two of the in their own division. So, like, I don't know. It's it's they're probably going to be in playoff position, but I think with their um, starting pitching, it's it's it, they're like the ones more likely to drop out. I think. I I would I I would agree with that, but still, I'm I'm still put it put it in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, put it on the board. That's my yes. guess. Eric, can you talk about some of the prospects that you'll keep an eye on their possible advancement in the Dodger system this year? Perhaps some double A pitchers. Yeah, we we talked about that. Like, it's honestly like sort of stunning that they're not they haven't promoted some of these guys yet. Um, Emmett Sheehan um, and Landon Knack like should be in Triple A already. I'm interested to see how they sort of handle. So they still have three 40-man players in double-A hitting. Um, Diego Cartaya is their top prospect at catcher. He's also really young. So maybe not getting him promoted to triple-A this year. He had a really slow start. He, then he homered in like four straight games last week. Um, but Eddie's Leonard and Jorben Vivas in the middle infield uh, have both been doing really well. 
it's their first year in double a um but you, so you could see a scenario where maybe they finish the year in triple a um we'll see how that goes that, that might be affected by how some of the the trades happen you know like what clears spots where type of thing before we recorded on monday the dodgers did uh, Luke Williams was on the 40-man sort of a utility man. He's been playing shortstop mostly in AAA. He was claimed off waivers by the Braves. So uh, I don't know if that necessarily means like one of uh, Leonard or Vivas is going to AAA, but like, and not necessarily right now, but I think eventually at some point this year, you could make an argument for both of those guys in AAA. The other thing is Dalton Rushing has been tearing up um, Great Lakes high A. He's a catcher. He's been playing first base in DH as <laughs> the well. The Dodgers' uh, streak of catchers over the last yeah. however many years is kind of unreal. It is. They have a lot of really good ones. The, there's another guy. Um, uh, I'm not sure exactly how you pronounce his first name. It's it's either Tyron or Thyron. Uh, Lorenzo. Um, he's a catcher. Um, still really young. He's leading the California League in home runs for Rancho Cucamonga right now. So another guy to watch. But like I think rushing. You you could promote him to Double A even if Cartaya is still there. Carson Taylor is also there. Maybe Carson Taylor is the guy who get who gets promoted to Triple A, um, or maybe he's part of a trade. Who knows? Um, but you can see. You, I think they can find playing time for both um, Cartaya and Rushing in Double A. Um, so and I think that probably happens like could happen like sooner rather than later. Um, so that that's something to watch. Um, another pitcher besides um, she and Anak, uh, Kyle Hurt has been really good in Double A. So, you know, maybe he gets promoted. But yeah, I I've been doing a lot of the the minor league reports on the site, and so been maybe keeping an eye on these guys more than m- most. Like it's just hard to keep track of everything. You know, there's a lot going on. But like yeah, those are those are the guys that stand out. I think. I know recently Jacob has been doing a lot of driving at all hours and Eric has been covering home games at Dodger Stadium. So my question, if you have one, what is your travel beverage of choice? And are you a yes or no on using a straw for that beverage? Oh, God. Um, I can go first while you think. Um, It does depend on time of day. Uh, If I am in need of caffeine, if I need actual kind of staying up power, I preface this by saying I am not generally an energy drink person, but, and this is also not a paid spot, I wish, uh, Monster Rehab specifically. Wow. Uh, which I probably have mentioned now and then because I really don't like energy. I don't like the taste of energy drinks at all. The, the, that the weird Monster Rehab, taste is terrible. Yeah, yeah. but Monster Rehab is, is really pleasant. Are you aware of the Rehab brand? It's um, I have, I have it's sort of energy drink worn off energy drinks. Yeah, I, I recommend because uh, I am the same. Uh, it's um, it's an Arnold Palmer energy drink, but oh. with very, very it tastes like an Arnold Palmer with just a little bit of the uh, energy drink taste, but nothing that I don't like. Very, very yeah. pleasant. Um, and it creates it's um, I don't get jittery. I just actually get a nice sort of energy for an hour or so. And that's that's nice. Otherwise, it kind of whatever my favorite soda is at the time or water. Yeah, I I don't so I I have a few like you know cooler type um, I don't know how do you describe them like just or gla- cups glasses 
like I, I have this like this it's not a yeti but it's like a a, a sim a, the generic knockoff of a yeti like this blue thing that I, I usually drink out of in the home that's that's where i usually have most of my my drinks out of i i tend to not bring drinks with me when i'm going just because i i don't drive a ton like i'll go to the stadium but sometimes it's just running errands and i don't need and what i'll usually do is um my most common drink is probably either um if i go pick up food and i just get a drink there or if i go to like 7-eleven get a big gulp yeah i'm a member of the seven rewards program you know i don't don't mean to brag (laughs) but but uh but yeah generally i if if i go if i'm i make 7-eleven like the last stop on the way home and get a big gulp i will not get a straw but in most other cases, like if I'm getting the drink as I'm sort of starting the drive, I will have the straw and I will drink with the straw in the in the car. But I generally hate using straws. Like I just don't um, don't like um, drinking it that way. I like the ice. Like if there's ice in it, like I yeah, like no, ice. I'm I prefer I tend to prefer bottle yeah. or can straight over a yeah. um, with two notable exceptions. Yeah mcdonald's they're what i don't know what they do with their soda machines but oh, i also think their straws are just a little thicker than the average yeah, straw and it just creates a, a lovely soda experience and then um this is very very unrelated to anything i would probably have well on our longer certainly a longer road trip but are you a fan of milkshakes eric yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I, I am too i love in fact a good milkshake but the always problem is that you would get the straw and you you know <laughs> that would happen and then you have a milkshake with a boba straw and your life oh, yeah. changes you're just like oh why haven't we been doing this from the beginning <laughs> i i was trying to think uh i think i think del taco has a bigger straw for the milkshake hmm. i want to say because I, a similar thing like because they put like chunks of strawberries in their strawberry milkshake and it's like and sometimes it just, that'll muck it up like yeah but yeah, then you could use especially again like a really full-size bone oh, yeah. straw is just like oh i'm never it's, like i'm gonna get angry yeah. when i get a regular straw the next time i get a milkshake no matter how good it is so the other thing like i mentioned i don't like monstering it's not like i'm like you know drinking healthily or whatever like i i drink um you know zero sugar sodas a lot and but my thing is, I usually get like two liter bottles for home, and then I just you know pour them into a glass and drink it that way. <laughs> but I don't, so I'm not bringing that with me. Like, but um, so it's some you know unless I again go to like grab a like a like a like a sixteen or twenty ounce bottle or whatever, like I will drink that too. But like it's mostly like something in a cup. Like, but yeah, that that's that's just general. I don't know. I want a milkshake now. I, I kind of do, and I kind of want to get, um, I want to go get like um, some, some permanent boba straws just to have at the ready, and then just go get go get shakes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that sounds wonderful. Anyway, well, I hope you're listening to this episode and drinking a milkshake or drinking your beverage of choice, whatever, however you're enjoying it. I hope you enjoyed the content and. That's it for us on the Three Innings Save podcast. Uh, we are a part of Fans First Sports Network. Please rate us, review us uh, however you can, and we will get back to you uh, next week.